Are you ready to run your short-term rental business like a super host? If so, look no further than Guesty for Hosts. Guesty for Hosts offers listing management for all three major OTAs, Airbnb, Booking.com, and Verbo. With Guesty for Hosts, you can create a branded direct booking website in minutes. I've been able to hit 61% direct bookings in my business and automate daily tasks such as communication with cleaners and communication with guests. Click the link in the show notes to get an additional $20 off your first month. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. What is up, Micah, man? I am good, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing pretty good. This is episode 194 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Homeaway, Uberlift, uh, Share Economy, all that podcast in the world. Coming at you from Arlington and Fort Worth, Texas. And I just found out of the top um, Airbnb podcast, we were number six. What's up with that, man? We should be number one. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I think our cuss words hold us back, you know. Sure. I think, you know, we keep it real. We keep it real on the show. Anyways, enough about us. We have a guest on the show, Micah. Who we got? John Wick. <laughs> oh, I mean, Jonathan Wicks. Close. Jonathan Wicks, not from the movie guy. Uh, <laughs> don't mess with my dog. You know, don't mess with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still haven't seen that movie. and Every dude hates me because I hadn't seen it. So I got to watch it. I've only seen the first one. They made three. I only made one. Yeah. I, yeah. I got to watch it, though. I heard it's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So Jonathan Wicks. Not to be confused, uh, founded Well and Good Property Services in early 2020 after seeing a tremendous need in the STR service space. Having been a host and guest at STRs, as well as having started and scaled multiple service companies, he was well equipped to fill this need. I like how you, you spoke in the third person because most people put it in the first person and I'm having to change it while I'm talking. You know, it screws me up. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, in the last 18 months, WNG has completed over 6,000 turns, including cleaning, professional linen service, and repairs and maintenance. This service has allowed hosts to truly focus on the guest experience, knowing that a professional service is fully caring for their for the home between stays. Well and Good is headquartered in Scottsdale, Arizona. No wonder you know Kent He Give it yeah. up for Jonathan okay. Wicks. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. I've seen, I, I've been, I've been, you know, watching along with some of your shows. Number six, man, I, I got to tell you that that's number six is nothing to slouch at. That's amazing. I love it. Definitely. Yeah, we we only accept perfection, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad, not bad. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for joining us. I, I got a first question for you. What what's the biggest fuck up you ever did, and how did it help you? Hmm. <laughs> In well and good or in general? (laughs) (laughs) However you want to start this. This is going to be a fun show. I think, I mean, one of the biggest things is the the aspect of we are in servicing, right? So we service the Airbnb properties between guest one and guest two. And there's a lot that's got to go on between those two things. We know that there's the clean, there's the linens, the maintenance, everything that needs to happen. The nightmare scenario that we all have have dealt with is this aspect of what happens if the guest shows up and the place isn't ready. And ultimately, that is 
that is the thing that keeps all of us up at night, but no more than me, because that's, that's the world that I'm in is making sure that everything gets done. And, and we had done thousands of turns before we had the, the call, which was, Hey, somebody just showed up and there's, and, and there's, and there's no, you know, it, it, it didn't happen. And so we, it, when you say, how did it help us? It made us be really clear in terms of how scheduling happened. Scheduling was one of our biggest things. It wasn't that we didn't have capacity. It wasn't that our people weren't ready. We had crews out that day and it was that the scheduling got, got, just got fucked up. And that mm. led into this domino effect of the, of the, the, what we all are afraid of, which is like, guest shows up, it's not ready. We were able to resolve it, but man, that led us to say like, let's have that one. We always prided ourselves on zero, on having that number be zero. It's never happened before, but it did happen. And I think that because it happened, it led us into some better scheduling uh, practices. Mm. It's like a, like a football team that's humming along and then they lose to a crappy team, but it really helps their season, right? Best thing that happens. You don't want to go into the playoffs undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I like that. Like that. Right. Right. How, so here's my question. Cause it's, you know, it's happened to us before too. I have a management company and, and it, and it's happened to us where you, here, here's where it, we, we've seen it happen is when it's like, okay, if everything is just running perfect, like the schedule, you know, we got the turnovers, our VA send out the things to the cleaners in the morning, blah, 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 blah. What happens is when a, when a curveball is thrown, you know, when someone needs to switch out a bed somewhere, someone needs to switch out something and it just pushes things, just take, puts it out of the norm. And then, and then it kind of like, okay, well, the cleaner's going to come back and finish that thing or what? Yeah. She'll say, oh, we're going to come back tomorrow and finish it when the, when the bed or whatever comes in. And then, so we rely on the cleaner to, to go do it. And then, and then, of course, they have a million things on their mind and they drop it and someone didn't follow up. And so it's when a curveball happens is what I've noticed when these things happen. So what do y'all do to, to prevent curveballs from, from striking y'all out? So we're big on, uh, we have core values in our company. And one of the core values is that we insist on effective communication. And here's what that means is that we are big on closing the communication gap. So many times, 95% of the information gets transmitted, right? So everybody's about almost on the same page. Maybe there's something that needs to be done on the end, on the extra bed or whatever it may be, but there's not that finality of the conversation. Okay, this is what we're all going to do. Ready, break. We all know. So many times it's like, it's a group message that's sent out and so many, so many people hope that somebody else picks it up or whatever it may be. So closing that communication gap is one of the biggest things. And we talk about closing the gap all the time where everybody knows no further action is needed, period. It is done. And if we don't close that communication gap, we leave ourselves wide open, hoping that somebody else does X, Y, or Z. And that's where you have issues. That's big time right there. Yeah. Relying on, oh, someone else is going to take care of it or took care of it. It is just... Yeah. So how do you, how do you close that gap? What words do you use? So what, one of the biggest things is that we do have a one person that is a client lead and they are, they, they are the person that is the ultimate, it is going to be them. And then they are going to say, this is completed. It, it, it is completely done. And it, the biggest thing is if that is an instance, for instance, a great example you used with the beds, if the housekeepers are not, are, 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 are going to be the point of contact, a lot of times that client lead in a general sense would pass it on to the housekeeper and would basically, it would be it. 
Instead, it's, I'm going to follow up with the housekeeper. When this is done, you're going to hear a comment back. There's a lot of times that one little reply back, one further reply back that says, this has now been completed. We're good. And that only happens when you have one person who is seeing everything at 30,000 feet and actually surveying the whole situation and saying, okay, I know that this is needed here. Air traffic control is exactly what our client leads do. They are they are seeing everything as it's happening and they're communicating between the host and the housekeepers and really keeping that whole thing humming when there are those issues. We know this, this industry, it can't operate without variables. There are variables that are going to come up. And so it's a matter of having that one point of communication and that person saying, okay, I'm going to ride this thing out. I'm not going to stop until I know that everybody is, we're all settled. We love the feeling of right now. It's Thursday afternoon. Everybody's checked in. We, we consider it like our kids are all snuggled into their little beds and everybody's just happy. That's it's the best feeling in the world. And we, you know, that, that is a feeling that we strive for every day. And our client leads live for that moment where it's like, we know the dust has truly settled. Nice. And who, and who are your leads? Do you have like VAs doing that? There are employees. That's another thing. We, we, we do have, we are a people heavy company, I guess, if you would say a lot of, mm. you know, it is, it is, a company that we've said we can't shy away from the fact that we're a people company. So we have people within our company that are committed to this and they are working directly alongside with our field and they're, they're on site or they're, or they're a true employee. I love VAs for a lot of reasons, but, but with our industry, we have found that there is a need to have a person who is, who is, you know, who, who our clients know and have maybe even met in person and know that this person is, is representing on, on behalf of the host and is making decisions that are based off of that. And for us, it's been, it's been truly an employee. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Nice. What, what all comes with WNG property solution services? So we do the, we start with the clean and that is certainly the, the, the biggest and most difficult point of the, of the process of the turn. But what we say is that we take care of everything at the property and we don't do the hosting. So if it's done at the property, we are going to take care of it. Um, we are not a management company in the sense that we are the hosts. And that's one of the biggest differences with our company is that we are truly a servicing company. So we, we start with the cleaning. We provide a full linen service. We take care of all the soaps, all the, all the consumables, paper products, everything that is going to be needed between that guest one and guest two. And it allows for whether it's a management company or whether it's an individual host, it allows for them to like, like you were saying, Steven, to truly focus on being a host and, and allowing that guest experience to be the thing that is their focus. And man, we found that if hosts can just focus on being hosts, they become better at it and they become awesome at guest experience instead of having to worry about, oh, did we get toilet paper in this unit? And if I forgot to order it from Costco and now we've got a problem, we take care of those turn processes at the property all the way to maintenance and repairs and everything but uh but it, if it needs to be done at the property we do it that's awesome well, and where do you operate i mean you're, you're in scottsdale but where all do you where do you operate out of so we launched out of scottsdale a year and a half ago and uh that's been really our our proving ground as a company and we have since been looking at some other markets we just expanded into Houston officially. And so that just happened as of last week. Yeah. So that's a new, it's a new thing that we just did. And that we was, need you. We need you. I know it's, it's <laughs> Texas has been calling. Texas has been calling. And we were, we were super careful about where we were going to expand. And it, there was such a need there in terms of, and we just feel like that's a place where our brand is going to work. There's, there's an element of people that truly love servicing there at that, in that, in that world. 
I feel like our brand has certainly aligned and there's been some partners that we've, that we've combined with. So Houston is our second market. We're looking at some areas on the East coast, but uh, that's where we're operating currently. Nice. We, we know that some deep pockets are coming to Scottsdale. Everybody's talking about Scottsdale. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot Los of work. Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Scottsdale has turned and, and to that point, man, Scottsdale is, was, is, is facing this whole issue of what does the industry become? Because you've got a lot of, a lot of neighbors that are struggling with what is this industry going to be? And, and so we want to be on the side, especially in Scottsdale, where it's one of the most, you know, hot topic issues. We want to make sure that we're on the side of, of, of where this industry is trending and it, and, and professional servicing goes a long way towards people saying, yep, this is good for our communities. Okay. And then, okay. So you said you guys expanded out to Houston. Um, do you guys mainly do apartments, houses, or is there just a whole mix of it? Cause I noticed you guys said you do maintenance. So do you- that's a good question. Most, most of our properties that we service are homes are kind of a little bit more on the, on the upscale uh, homes. You know, we, uh, for instance, our amenities that we supply, we, refer to them from like a star rating from a hotel. So a lot of people ask like, what kind of amenities do you have? And, and we say like, we're not always Ritz Carlton, although we have Ritz Carlton, but we have nothing that is days in style. Like we just don't do the quick turn condos. That's just as cheap as possible. A lot of ours is going to be, it's going to be more along the lines of a, of a courtyard Bay Marriott, Marriott style. So it's going to have a, a nicer, you know, a little bit more of an elevated uh, type of, of a feel. And so that leads us into loft style condos. We certainly do, you know, some of those that are like more along the nicer end, but then definitely homes, single family homes is, is the majority of our portfolio. Oh, that's how you know Kent, because Kent does the high end. Okay. High end. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and so like on something like that, like uh, how much do you guys charge for your services on like a home or however, how do you guys determine that pricing or how much you guys charge? So our pricing is definitely a service. It is where, you know, the, it's broken down for our term price. We have the, the price that is for the clean, which is important. And then you have professional offsite laundry. One of the biggest portions of the industry is how do we deal with the laundry? And, and as guests become more aware of, of professional laundry versus not, they're asking for professional laundry. They would rather know that this was laundered somewhere that was in a commercial unit rather than the quick rinse and spin that we've all, you know, we've all seen in this industry just for time's sake. And so, so we, we have leaned into professional laundering and then we do the, the supplies that are all the consumables. So, so when we bundle that all together, if we're given an example of a, of a four bedroom house that's in Scottsdale, Arizona, um, you know, that's going to be in the mid to the, the mid twos in the range of our total service of that, about 160 of that is for the clean and about 40 of that is for the laundering. And then you have about 20 that is for the supplies uh, that we're actually supplying each term. That's not bad at all. We found that some folks even use our service fee as the cleaning fee. And ultimately our service fees covers much more than the clean but man, if a host is able to say, okay, that bundled service is able to then, you know, be the cleaning fee, they're able to have a hands-free experience where they don't have additional expenses uh, that is still covered ultimately by the, by the guest. And we can get into cleaning fees if you want. That's one of the things I, I can't wait till the day when there's no cleaning fees. But ultimately it is as in the world that we live in with cleaning fees, a lot of our hosts have been able to have that be the fee, have our service fee be the cleaning fee. Oh, and so what do you mean by that? You're looking forward to a world with no cleaning fees. 
so Airbnb was originally air bed and breakfast. I mean, it was literally just a place where you threw an air mattress out and gave them bed and breakfast. And that was it. There was no idea of cleaning the house. That wasn't, a, that wasn't even an option. So when Airbnb got larger and started renting out full properties, they had this problem of like people were expecting the house to be cleaned and the hosts back then were like, we're not cleaning the house. What are you talking about cleaning the house? <laughs> and so that, I mean, it wasn't this hotel experience really hadn't come about until mm. recently. And so right. this cleaning fee was Airbnb saying, Hey, we want to have the, we want to have the hosts actually hire a professional company. And in doing so, we will have that be a separate fee that, that the hosts can charge. And that was more to incentivize hosts to actually hire somebody. Um, and that turned into what is now the most arbitrary number in all of travel. No mm -hmm. one knows what the cleaning fee stands for. Does it, is it the clean? Is it the clean plus the linens, the laundry? The, 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 no one knows. And some hosts put it really high and make a profit off of it. Some hosts put it really low and they try to get more bookings. We've seen a bunch of hosts now that are doing $0 cleaning fees. And they're saying, hey, we partnered with a company that provides much more than cleaning. We are going to do no fees, period. It's going to be reflected in our price, just like a hotel. You're going to pay it in the nightly price. And I think it'll be just like texting. There used to be a day we all paid for texts. And then one company said, hey, we're not doing that anymore. Now it's text or free. And I think that, that that's going to be the case with these additional fees. There'll be a day we don't we don't pay. We know that a, a hotel has a professional cleaner that comes in, but we don't pay a separate fee for that. That should be part of the, of the nightly rate. That's interesting. Like when you say, OK, so like when people like how much does someone have to charge to make sure that how much have you seen like people charge per night to make sure that cleaning fee is covered in the pricing? Well, it depends on the length of the stay. And so they're really, you know, there's, there's a lot of that too. Like if you know that you're going to be taking a lot of weekend people, you're going to have to have that be a little bit higher because you know, you're going to have more frequent turns versus if you have a 30 day stay, then you can really level that out. And so a lot of it is just what is the host looking for? And that should really be more of a dictating of what the cleaning fee ultimately is going to be because it turns into how frequent did it happen? We all know one of the reasons why there's not a lot of one night stays is because the cleaning fee is practically the same amount as the nightly fee. And so like that's that, but that's the same thing for a hotel. They have the same problem with that too. And so it's not like that's a new process, but it's just more because we see it, that's the difference. Yeah, you're right. Cause I've always told people, if you want to avoid one night stays, have a pretty high cleaning fee. But if you just rolled the cleaning fee into the nightly rate and the nightly rates at a high, have a high nightly rate, right. Have a high nightly rate. If you want to avoid one night stays, no worries. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I didn't think about that. And I also noticed Airbnb is going towards the route of, Hey, you can have a certain cleaning fee for a certain length of stay. So I, I think you're absolutely, you're on to, you're definitely on to something with that. It's definitely coming. And Airbnb can't wait to get rid of the cleaning fee. They know it's a problem. They know that it's 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 the number one thing that that the 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 you know the guests are looking to get refunded too. So that's been the whole other thing is this little like mm. insider story of like if you just if you just complain about the clean, you can get the cleaning fee refunded. And it's like, well, hold on. So you're saying that the one person who broke a sweat making sure that this place was ready, the one person who just busted their ass they're not going to get paid for the work that they did. And, and they're the only ones that aren't going to get paid. Like that seems crazy. And that's mm. one of the things that we stand for is like, we, we do want to back our service. That's why we take photos. That's why we are, we document our service to say like, Hey, we did this. Like we actually did it. And you know, a complaint, if we have a complaint, we resolve it with service rather than just saying, Hey, we'll refund you. Like no one, that, that shouldn't be the case. 
Wow. Does does Kent use your services? Yes. Yeah, Kent's okay. a part of ours. Mm -hmm. So y'all do the pictures the day uh, of the booking too, right? So our, our photos are uploaded in real time. And so the host gets to see the photos as they're coming in of their property. So you imagine somebody who's living two states away that hasn't seen their home in forever. They're getting a real time view of every a picture of every room inside of every appliance that happens in real time. But then also it allows for the host to know when the property is actually ready. We we did a, a statistic and we, we started to do some research on how many of our properties are ready early. Truth is, the cleaners get get done a lot of times before four o'clock. And so we found that 82 percent of our properties are available for a two hour plus early check in. And that is just because we have the information that says the photos are now uploaded. We can see that the house is completely ready. Okay, great. Let's let the let's let the guests in early. That's a win for everybody. And so our hosts are able to view their property, know when the house is completed, and then send the guests in as soon as we're done. Nice. Yeah, because I, I like that. And then the one thing I do like about you guys, you're not calling yourself a cleaning company. You're a property solution company. That, that I think that's the future of cleaning companies because we've, man, me and Steve and Federico have been banging <laughs> our heads like, man, how do we get a good cleaning company? And th I think this is the future right here. The, the, uh, one of the biggest things that's challenging for cleaning companies is that a lot of them just ultimately weren't built to scale. And so like what happens is you get a, you get a great cleaner and and no doubt you can find an amazing individual, but then the question becomes is, okay, how much can that person take on before they ultimately become overwhelmed with, with some of the processes and all that, that actually ends up taking them away from their strength, which was being a great cleaner. And so what we try to do is be the company that sets up these professional cleaners for success. So we say, we'll take care of the laundry aspect. We take care of the consumables. We let those professionals focus on doing what they do and that's what allows us to be a full servicing company that includes cleaning, no question. But the work that we do behind the scenes allows our cleaners to really show off and be professionals as what they do best. So are, you, are the cleaners your employees or you work with uh, freelance cleaners? So all of our cleans that we complete in the field are done at a flat rate. And so that flat rate is is given to whether it is an employee of ours or a contractor of ours. It's always going to be a flat rate. One of our other core values is that we emphasize respect and reward efficiency. So if you're doing things on an hourly basis, the fact is, is that you're just not, not set up for efficiency. And ultimately, you're paid more if you take more time. And so mm. we wanted it to be where, where the most effective and efficient cleaners are actually making the most money. And so, so that's why everything that we do is on a flat rate. And that includes individual teams that are working with us, uh, you know, as independent contractors or even our own and people are all paid via flat rate to allow for that efficient, uh, that efficiency to be rewarded. Mm. I've heard you say two words throughout the podcast, core values. Now, now, why do you, why are you so big on core values? How has that helped your business? And, and, and then what are your core values? It is everything. It is literally everything. And I, it is the, one of those cliches where I feel like every company says they have core values. And what we said is if we're going to have them, we're going to live by them. We are going to legitimately talk about them. Every meeting that we have with our, with our people, if there's more than two people getting together for any sort of a meeting, we start it with a core value. And we have our core value of the week that we all talk about. And it's all over. It's plastered around our, our, our warehouse and our, our fulfillment center. It, there's eight of them, so I don't know if I want to dive into all of them, but I'm happy to. But uh, but ultimately, they are the things that guide every decision. One of them is that we 
we do not take advantage of those within our reach. And we ask for those within our reach to not take advantage of us. The fact is, is there's lots of opportunities where if somebody really wanted to take advantage of us, they could. And the same thing is we could do that to contractors and we just make a decision that we're not going to do that. Um, you know, other, other things are that we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen, the Ritz Carlton, that's, that's Ritz Carlton's uh, uh, motto. And one of the best mottos out there, which is saying, we're going to treat people with decency and respect and whether or not they treat us with decency and respect, that's up to them. But we make the decision that we are going to be ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. One of the Ritz Carlton is one of the best companies and they really, they define service in a lot of ways. So there's a lot of core values that we that we go with. And every week, we emphasize a different one. There's eight of them currently. We also rotate them a little bit. Some of them have shifted over time, but uh, you're right. I'm glad you caught that. I, I, that's, <laughs> that that's something that I, I'm glad to hear because we do, we, we live by we live by them, absolutely. Have you stayed at a Ritz Carlton before? I've stayed at a, let me think. I've stayed at a couple Ritz Carlton properties, not necessarily because Ritz Carlton has some different brands, I believe, that are, that, you know, that are different. I think I've only stayed at one actual Ritz Carlton, but there's some other little affiliate brands that they have. Yeah. Some of those things that they do about just, you know, customer service equals resolution, you know, where, where they empower their people to make decisions that are good for the guests, even if that costs some money to the company, just some awesome service things that they did. There was a reason why they, they become the gold standard. And, and you noticed those things while you stayed there. And I read his book too. his book, Excellence Wins. Can't recommend that enough. The, the Ritz Carlton founder, Excellence Wins is, is an easy read. One of the best things that if anybody was in the service industry, if you want to, if you have people working with you, it's one of the coolest books to recommend because it's a simple, awesome read about a story of an immigrant who came over here and just said, man, I, I want to provide a service. And he, he did a great job in building, building his whole brand and, and just his story is awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah. We got to get him on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, let's do it. I love that. <laughs> um, here's one thing that we've come across and um, like we've been through a lot of cleaners and we're still trying to find the unicorn. Right. And um, I think we might end up trying to, to make a little cleaning company over here. You know, we've yeah. been in talks, me and Micah and, and the guys. So anyways, um, one, one thing that can, we found a good one, but one thing that's happening is um, if it's place is a little bit dirtier than usual they want to do the upcharge do y'all do that to your guests if if hey you get to the house i wouldn't say okay maybe trashed or maybe like really really messy are you gonna are you gonna try to charge them more than you than you probably you promised or you told them so that's man the 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 whole nickel and diming of this industry is such an interesting aspect too um one thing that i'll say is that we have our standard clean and there is a lot of times where we have we have a uh sign language almost that we created with our with our uh, housekeepers where they are if they are asking for additional funds they give us a picture of, of of a three on their finger and and then we know that they're asking for additional funds and then they will take photos to to reflect that so then our processors will look at those photos analyze them determine okay first of all should we pay our our people that additional thing and that is that is in and of itself a decision so we make that decision and that decision is made then the next decision is, should we then charge our client an additional amount? And that is a separate decision, not always correlated to each other. And that's one of the biggest distinctions with us as a service company is that we always want to be very careful to make sure that we are a company that involves a complete service. So it's got to be pretty, pretty extreme for us to, uh, for us to charge. And, and, 
usually when that happens, we're notifying somebody right away. Like we can tell right away when it's like, hey, this is going to be something that's really bad. And so we're we're going to say, hey, just a heads up, this house has got major problems. We're going to give you, a, we're gonna, we're going to just let you know. So that way, because we know with Airbnb, it's a whole process that you got to go through for the, you know, the charge. The, the it's just it ultimately people don't want to do it. We don't we want to avoid that at all costs. And so so it's got to be pretty extreme for us. Um, one of the one of the things that helps us not have to charge as often is our linen service is is just a flat rate for replenishment each month. So it's a per bed replenishment rate. So we don't charge for stains. We don't charge for any of those things. We'll take pictures of them so that if you all as hosts want to charge your guests, that's up to you. No worries. But ours is always going to be a flat rate of replenishments, regardless of how many linens were stained, how much we had to replace, et cetera. Yeah. That's a really good question, Steve, because I actually just had an issue where it was a pretty bad clean. This guy had moved all the furniture. He had put the TVs in the closet, just really weird stuff. And like, <laughs> and it was ladies cleaning it, but I ended up charging him for it. And then I gave them a kickback of extra, you know, a hundred bucks for taking care of this. So, yeah. So I would think, yeah, I don't know if how, what, how bad it would hurt the host to, you know, you know, possibly get a little extra because whenever I get extra money from cleaning and something's broken, I do pass it on to the cleaner. You know, um, do you guys have stuff like that when that happens? Yes. So that's that's that kind of is kind of what I was leaning to before, where there's a decision that is made. Let's say that the decision is made. We're going to charge the guest for all of these, you know, whatever it may be, extra things. And that decision is made. And then it's okay, let's then make the right decision for our teammates. And, mm. and that works the other way too, where we are going to make, a, let's say that there's a bunch of dishes and we have our teammates that are spending an extra hour doing dishes. We may pay our teammate additionally for that, but that doesn't always mean that we're going to roll that to the, to the guests. Like there are times when, when, it, when it's the right move, but there's also times where it's not. And so like some of that, it just, I think, I think the biggest thing is separating the two decisions and, and making the right decision for both parties is, is key. And that involves a little bit of that partnership where we say, Hey, we're all on the same page here. We want, we want our professionals to be happy with their job and like not to feel like they're being taken advantage of, but we also don't want, we don't want our guests feeling like they're being nickel and dime either. And uh, so I think good checkout instructions is one of the biggest things that we've helped our hosts with is just Let's give a one, two, three checkout. There should not be anything more than three steps on the checkout. If there's more than three steps, they're probably not going to follow it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm against I'm telling <laughs> guests to wash dishes. Amen. Yeah. Ooh, come on, bro. If they're paying a cleaning fee, um, I don't know. Some people do it, but I'm a little against it if you're paying, charging someone 200 bucks a cleaning fee and you need to wash dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna trust you're gonna trust those dishes are clean huh exactly. like, yeah on. yeah what <laughs> <laughs> so, they are licking the plates and screw these mofos <laughs> So one question I did said you you were you were talking about your scheduling. How do you guys make sure your scheduling is always on point? Do you guys use anything like turnover B and B or how do you guys handle that? Well, we do export everybody's iCal links ultimately. And so that's, there are, we have hosts that use a wide range of third-party software. So they use everything for turnover B&B, owner res, uh, you know, guestie. There's, there's all kinds of different options out there. And I'm sure you guys are familiar with all of them. Mm -hmm. um, we can export any of those into our calendar. So we have one master calendar um, and 
we're we're working with a technology provider to be our exclusive technology provider on that sense. And I'll, I, I'm happy to say, like Breezeway is who we are working with in terms of that sense. I it, it just works. It's worked with our company, but that does not mean that every host has to use Breezeway. So that's the benefit of them is that they're able to pull in if somebody's using another another site, it can just export immediately into that. So that's one of the things that we looked for with with any sort of a technology provider. Currently we we funnel everything into our to our calendar and even without outside of Breezeway. So we have all kinds of technology options, but it has to be automated. And then the other thing I would just say is it has to be monitored too. That goes back to the client leads. Like we check those calendars each morning because even with automation, like there's, there's crazy things that happen. And so like, we just have to always be checking and that, that onus is on both sides, but ultimately we say like it, it, it is, it is us. We are going to be, we're going to be obsessing. I I'm the ones that should be staying up make, at night, making sure that we, you know, freaking out about missing a clean that should, the host should be able to have a knowledge that their turn process is taken care of. Mm. You reminded me, I'm reading this book, Relentless, man. I love how you said you, it's your job to be up. Uh, he, he reminds me of Tim Grover. He's the guy who trained Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And he always said, if they miss, if their, if their bodies aren't feeling right, I take that responsibility under myself, man. That, that, that was, I love that stuck out to me. He said that. I love it. So, so y'all is a question. Y'all are out there, you know, getting dirty, grinding, sweating, getting, doing the hard, hard work. And, um, you know, not really getting to see the glory in a way because y'all aren't the hosts. You ever thought of being the hosts mm. doing both? Yeah, that's, I mean, we've, we've definitely had the opportunity to do that. One of the things is that I just, I think that it would first take away our neutrality. Our neutrality is one of the biggest things about us is that, you know, there are some cleaning companies that were founded by a host and then they go to other hosts and say hey use my cleaning company but ultimately there's a little bit of that like okay let's be honest who's going to get the preference the person who founded the company they're going to have that there's there's no neutrality and so i think that our ability to say that we truly are neutral we want our clients to succeed equally like we we lift up our clients we say like man our hosts are amazing and so that aspect of it has just we we did make a decision that we need great hosts to be great hosts. And so we want to be a great servicing company. And I think number one, we want to play to our strengths and that is our strengths. Hosting is a whole nother thing. You got to market the property correctly. You got to make sure that you are bringing in the right type of guests. You got to have the in the experience within the stay. And there's a lot there that I feel like if more hosts focused on being great hosts, they we would, we would have a better industry. And so we want to allow our hosts to focus on that and have the turn process taken care of. So neutrality, but also ultimately quality is the biggest thing. We just feel like we focus on what we focus on and, and others play to their strengths. And that's, that's the best wins. That's a beautiful thing. Cause it, it is a, it is a lot, you know, being a host and we're managing, we, we got up to over 40 units this year and it's, it's a lot of work. And plus we're, we're managing the cleaners too. So it's a whole, it's a whole separate part of the business. It is. And, and I wanted to throw in one more thing too, not just on the host side, but a lot of times hosts are also having a whole separate part, which is their investor relations or the actual, you know, whoever it is that they're managing for it. So that's a whole relationship that they have to guide as well. And so it just comes down to there's there, if, if folks are able to have a more streamlined approach to that, We've seen that our the companies that we work with have just 
and they've been able to have growth that's unlimited because they're not sitting there worried about, well, wait, if we take on another X amount of properties, how in the hell would we turn them over? What would we do? And so th it allows them to have the freedom to operate and grow the way that they want to. And I, I think there's a huge value in that, in that feeling of, I can do this if the right if the right partnership comes along, I could actually say yes versus being being like, oh, that's going to be tough to pull off. Now, now our, man, this is actually really great because now you got me thinking like, man, if I had a service like that and I was a management company, I could pass mm -hmm. that off to you guys and then just focus on hiring a VA for communication. But so do you guys have a lot of clientele that are actually management companies? Totally. We work for both. Uh, so I think that management companies certainly play an important role in the industry. There are we have individual hosts that are uh, that are you know their their own hosts and they're owning the property and, and that's great. But the, you know our first client had thirty properties and they they you know they wanted us to do service all of them and so the the majority of our properties have come on with a with a management company whether it's they have thirty or maybe they have three or four that they're you know that they're doing but there's some sort of more than just the owner, I guess you'd say. Um, so we certainly work with both types and we provide a win for both types too, because yeah, on the management company, they don't have to turn into a cleaning company. I mean, that's that's the really the thing. It's just, you have to you have to ask yourself that. <laughs> Once you get to a certain amount of properties, you have to ask yourself, what company am I right now? Man, this is man picks and shovels, Steve. You guys, uh, yeah. that, is a, that is a really good one, just being the property solution. That That is, I love yeah. that idea. We always talked about that, you know, who got rich eventually in the in the gold rush back in the day, back in the old days. Sell it wasn't the pants. Yeah. <laughs> you talked about this, Steve. Okay. Oh man. When Airbnb went public, I sent out a video and I said, I'm happy for Airbnb. This is the gold rush of the industry. We're gonna sell pans, man. We're gonna exactly, pans. exactly, yeah. Oh, Stephen, you're on. You're on. <laughs> I love that you talked about that. That's amazing. We've all, yeah, we've got several companies in in the in the in the works. Not exactly like yours. It's you know, different than yours, but yeah, if you can sell the picks and the shovels and the pans, you'll be rich, right? Let's go. Everybody Let's... got rich from the gold, the gold diggers, right? They the the banks, the banks popped up everywhere. You know, hotels prostitution everybody got rich everybody got paid. and that's that's it. you look at you look at like a great example is you can see that even in like the modern day gold rush of like north dakota for instance right so like there's mm -hmm. areas like that where they had major resource booms that have happened and ultimately the ones that did the best during that time were the ones that were providing housing lodging like that kind of they, they were the subsidiary version of of that industry because because ultimately sometimes the well dries up or whatever it may be but like the people that are that are having to come and search for it always have to have a place to stay and they always have to do that kind of thing so yeah i, I love that picks and shovels so you guys say the picks and shovels yeah i've always said the pans but it's the same thing i love it <laughs> so when are y'all expanding to dallas exactly when you coming We've, we've said that for our expansion, it really has to do with, with not just having properties and not just having people, but it is the right properties and the right people. Uh, Houston was such a great example of that, where we had a multifamily operator that was actually looking to convert some, a, lot, a large portion of their portfolio into short-term rentals. And that then combined with us having the right person that was on the ground to run the operations. And so it, there is that combination that happens with, with, with just the properties and the people where it's got to be right. But we are, it's going to happen quickly as soon as we really prove the model in Houston. Houston is our, is, is our first expansion. 
once we do that, and we're going to do that right, and we're going to make sure that we have, you know, we're going to learn along the way, and then it will happen happen to where if there is if there is a, uh, a a client that needs our services, most likely we can make something happen uh, in in a in a fairly short period of time, especially if there's some right people. Most of our property management companies have come to us with some amazing cleaners, where they say, "Hey, I've got some amazing cleaners. I just don't want to be." over managing the process of the scheduling and doing all what happens when the cleaner has a flat tire, who's calling them. So those cleaners have actually come and worked with our company have been great. A lot of our cleaners came to us by referral to our clients who were looking to transfer their properties to us. And that's been, that's been, as we say, the win-win. I mean, like we want to have a win-win with that's our whole and not, or is our entire company. And we say like, we want to do it where there's wins. That's a beautiful thing, man. Because I mean, because we will get, like you said earlier, the, we get like a superstar cleaner, right? And she's and then she's she helps us grow, and then we start growing like crazy. And then she, they, it's hard for them to keep up, right? I'll get to it tomorrow. Um, and or then they'll start hiring people under them, and but they're not, they don't. I mean, they're setting up their business too, and having the growing pains, and having to go through bad cleaners themselves. So then we're getting cleanings from bad cleaners from them. It's like, oh, why can't y'all just get your business together, man? <laughs> you know. And ultimately, what those people want to do is clean. They want to be able to do that, and then they find themselves not even in the field, and they find themselves having to oversee and manage. And and those cleaners were rock stars when they were in the field doing what they were best at. It's it's the classic example of your best salesman doesn't need to be promoted to be your sales manager. In fact, a lot of times that's the worst thing that could happen to that salesperson. You take them out of their sweet spot. And we want cleaning professionals to be out there showing off their artistry and their professionalism every day. It's like, do what you do best. We will set you up for success and not have you worrying about scheduling and all that stuff that, that inevitably comes when the rock star cleaner grows. Man, I really think this, this this property solutions thing, man, I don't know how many people, I know a lot of people are going to be listening, man, they're about to be feeding off this idea because <laughs> like, seriously, because most people, when they think of short-term rentals, they're thinking management, arbitrage and buying properties. This right here, I think is the, that's a game changer, man. That, out of all the episodes, this is the first time we had a property solutions person on. And I think it's a game changer, man. I think this thing's going to go far. Exactly. And what, and let's talk about the other part of your business, the, the maintenance part. How do you, how do you handle the maintenance part? So that's, that's a, the, the second portion of that. My background is actually in servicing uh, foreclosed um, homes for like bank owned servicing. So uh, 10 years ago, I started a company that did, that did repairs and maintenance for foreclosed homes across the Midwest. And so we did all the things when the, when the house would sit there empty, we would do everything to that property, change the locks, cut the grass, replace the roof, whatever it may need. And that background is something that I wanted to bring into this industry from the perspective of a lot of it is documentation. We had to take pictures of everything. So, that, so that's what leads me into that, that documentation portion. But the other aspect that I always knew would be needed is that when something does go wrong at these properties, who ultimately would be the best equipped to take on that, that issue? And that answer is the person that's already in the home. We're like we are already, we, we see the calendar, we know what's going on. We can then uh, you know, manage the, the maintenance within the, the turn process rather than having to shut it down and hire a third party company that comes in and, and, and changes the garbage disposal. But what if we can make that work within it? And so, so 
what we've done within that, we don't do large renovations. That's not the type of repairs and maintenance that we're looking at. We have a, a monthly package, which covers things that is a one-time visit per month where we go through and we replace the, the light bulbs, the air filters, things that, things that are necessary to have ongoing maintenance. We tighten the furniture. Like how many times on the legs, you know, where we see the legs of the, of the chair are just wobbly as all get out. Somebody's got to do that. And so a one-time visit covers your, your basic maintenance. Anything that takes less than five minutes is what we say. Anything that's going to take more than five minutes, we'll let you know what's needed. And we'll say, hey, do you want us to go ahead and do this? And so that's our, that's our basic maintenance. And it sure is a help to have, to have that knowledge that some of these things are done. Air filters look terrible in most Airbnbs, let's be honest. And it's just because when are we doing it? You know, like mm. uh, no one's thinking about it, no, it, but, but the guests are seeing that. And, and then when you can lean in as a host and say, we know that the air filters are clean. We know that the batteries are going to, the batteries are going to be right. We know that the, that the light bulbs are going to be like switched that gives the confidence to be like this, this place is actually right. Not just that we're hoping it is, but that we know it is. Mm. I'm crying, man. I'm crying. Cause you can't come to <laughs> Dallas right now. <laughs> we're in the right state. We're in the right state. At least it's You're not, it's down not the far. Road. It's we got right a few, state. we got a few units in, in Houston. We're sure. going to hit you up for real. We're going to hit you up. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Um, man, what was I going to say? So much, so much to talk about. You, you got some more questions, Michael. I, did I cut man, you off? Got, man, no, nah, because I, I was just like sitting here thinking of how I could use this service. But yeah, he's not in Dallas yet. I'm like, oh, shoot. And you're I'm thinking like, maybe I need to start a property solutions company, not a cleaning company. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. One thing I will say is that a lot of these things sound amazing in theory. And it is all about execution. And, and that's the biggest thing that we stress on a daily basis. Like, sure, sounds great to have that, but it ultimately comes down to is, are we on a daily basis today? Did we go out and execute? And so that leads into our constant emphasis on culture and our constant emphasis on our core values. And because we have seen certainly where people have, have thought, okay, this would be a, a great thing to start. And, and then it's just, man, people it, we are in a people driven business which brings variables so as much as as much as in theory it sounds like sunshine and rainbows man a lot of times it's just straight hard and it is it is something that you know we know that the, the cleaner goes in there and they see four bunk beds and they're like i don't want to do this right now and there has to be something that ultimately drives them that says i'm part of something i'm part of a company that believes in the fact that we are providing a guest and experience that they're gonna they're gonna have memories for a lifetime and to that point, I, I'd love to dive into how we how we have tied the guest and the housekeeper portion because I think that's a huge thing. They we have to be thinking about each other. Mm. So it's more than just money that drives that drives employees workers. If we can if we can put a name and a face to the nameless and faceless people of our society, we have a better world. And and, and, and the, the people that are doing this work are often the people that are the nameless and faceless. A great example is the pictures. The pictures that we that we have our cleaners take, used to, when they first come on, a lot of times they're like, wait, I gotta take pictures. And it's almost an annoyance to them. We're like, why am I taking pictures? And then we see it turn, where then they start to realize, wait, somebody's viewing these photos. And then they start to take great pictures. And they're like, I wanna show off. I wanna show what I did because I want mm. somebody out there to just realize that I worked really hard for this. and. And that is where we have tried so much to say, like, these are people that are working really hard. 
And therefore, when the guest knows that, when the guest knows that somebody, when we are making the designs in the in the towels, the art, the, the, you know, you don't have to go to a resort in Mexico to get a swan on your on your bed. Stay at a well and good property. You're going to get art like you've never seen. Our towel art, our everything, because we want our professionals to show off. And those those photos that used to be an inconvenience. Now we have to tell them to dial back on the photos because they're trying to, they're taking pictures of all kinds of stuff. And it's just, it's a cool thing to see. And that, that leads into the difficulty is there, but man, there is an upside when you start to have them thinking, I'm going to make this guest so happy that they went on a vacation. I want them to walk in and say, wow. And, and when they do that, when they're thinking positively about the guests, rather than these freaking guests, these freaking, you know, they, they trash the house. I hate this. I hate mm. this whole thing that well, you can see it in the clean and it changes the whole dynamic of the clean. And we just want our people thinking positively about the guests. And then we want our guests thinking positively about the cleaners. We want them to know that there was somebody here who worked hard and did it, did, did a lot to make sure this place was ready. And combining those two things has, has provided the ability for this to happen in the hard days when it is suck, when it is tough, we, we have our people still be like, Hey, listen, we're, we're we got your back and we're going to, we're going to notice the work that you did when no one else is. Man, that's, that's powerful stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. Powerful stuff, man. I, I see you're passionate about it, man. You're, just, a little ah, bit. you're all, you're <laughs> yeah. all fired up, man. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> I love it. Hey, hey, real quick back on, on the maintenance side. Um, and, and it is, it's funny. Everything that you're saying is like addressing like issues that we we're having, growing pains that we're having. Because like you said, it's not being right now. If you're a management company, you, it's like you have three different companies. You know, you have you know, like you said, all everything on the hosting side and, and getting guests, dealing with guests and, and marketing all that stuff. Then you have dealing with the cleaner, running a little cleaning business within your business. You know, and then the maintenance side, which is um, coming up a lot lately. And so. Well, we one thing we noticed and when you said it too, you're like, man, who else can do better maintenance than someone? Someone's already in there taking pictures of the place, knows the place, and and, and like we're we're like our systems are changing, and, and one of the things that happened is like we have a great handyman, right? A great handyman handling this area fixes everything same day, really quickly, does a good job. You know, we pay him, and and but we're when dealing, this is the first time we've dealt. We're managing a house, and so we're dealing with uh, someone an Airbnb host who's, who's arbitraging the house. So it ain't their house. Right. So there's an owner involved in between, in between the owner is their management company. That's, that's putting, put the house on, on Zillow to rent, you know? So our, our client is, you know, renting the house. So she's the host and we're co-hosting and we're managing it for her on the Airbnb wow. side. So it's like four layers into this thing. So, so a normal repair, you know, something got clogged, you know, toilet got clogged or whatever, you know, sent our guy out and a couple, there's a couple other things wrong with the house. And so he's, he speaks mostly Spanish, right? So he did his, you know, paper invoice, whatever, here you go. This is what I did. 800 bucks. So what all the stuff he fixed, right? And she's like, well, I got to turn this into my owner's management company mm -hmm. so I can get paid. So I need a better invoice. And he didn't take pictures. He didn't. I don't know what he did and all this stuff. I'm like, I've never come across that before. And I'm, I'm sure y'all have systems in place where your handyman go in there, take pictures and say exactly what they did, have an itemized, you know, invoice, a good professional invoice. So they can, whoever you're, you know, the, the owner or they can use it to send to Airbnb. So, I mean, I'm sure y'all have thought of all that. 
that's exactly it. It's just a standardization. Like, you know, there is an element of this industry is, is too big to not have standardization. And, you know, there's got to be some somebody who is who is saying, like, I don't mind working with with the with, you know, our handyman who may not technology may not be his biggest his biggest, you know, asset, but he he can core value alert. Wait, core value alert. We <laughs> <laughs> It's true. We use our technology to help our people, not our people to help our technology. And that's one of our core values. And we talk about that all the time because we have to make sure that we have functional technology that allows for the person who may not know all of the ins and outs of, an, of, of, of crazy tech to be able to still take photos and have this have this simplicity aspect be there. If you can wrap profundity within simplicity, you can end up having something where everybody can digest it. Everybody can say, okay, I can, I can take pictures on that app that works for me. And so that is a big part is, is we try not to overcomplicate it. And we certainly don't want to just be out there touting our technology that none of our people in the field can actually use. You know, it's, it's gotta be a matter of like, it's, it's, it's easy for everybody. And it's simple. Our processes are pretty simple. Now I have a, I have a question. Like what's your backup on that? Like, Cause I have some people, man, I, I try to onboard them in Slack and they get in there and they're like, ah, I don't want to be in all this. So like, what's your backup to that? Like, okay, so you can't do Slack. How, how do you help them? So you got, they can still be in communication with the team. Well, one of our things that we do is that we do, I mentioned how everything funnels into our, our platform because we do have one technology platform. So making it that no matter what the client is looking for on their technology, it is one app that the people in our field need to have, and they only use the one. So Slack is a great example. Slack is Slack is great for, for our people in the office here, but it is not good for our people in the field. It's just not. And, and so because there's too much going on, there's too much what channel am I doing, all this kind of thing. And it's it's a tool that we use here, but it's more that is more for like if a client wants to communicate with us. But when it comes down to the to the field. Again, we've got to be a really good people company. We've got to have bilingual uh, managers who who can talk to these these folks that are in the field and say, "Hey, this is it's speaking their language, literally and metaphorically, but but literally too. Like literally speaking the language is such a huge part. Like, can I I can't communicate with some folks, and so for me to try to do it is a nightmare. You know, like even even you know translate and all that. We need we need people that really understand the cultural aspects of who our people are in the field. And then can relate to that. Like, you know, that, that, that portion has been huge. Mm. Man, I love that. Okay. I love that. Core values. The core values. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. Wrapping profund, profundity. Profundity? Is that the word? Profundity? Yeah. Yeah. You wrap profundity, profundity within simplicity. Within yeah, simplicity. Yeah. That's my new, I'm going to make that my t-shirt slogan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, it's freaking it reminds me, okay, okay, how how Steve Jobs and Wozniak built Apple, right? You know, Jobs was making all this crazy computer stuff and complicated, and Job and Steve just let's wrap it all up into something simple, one freaking button. That's all we need, you know. <laughs> that is that is so well said. That that is the perfect example of profundity wrapped in simplicity. Yep, that is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Blackberry. So. Blackberry was over there with their 14 different buttons and gadgets, and people were just like, oh, "What are we doing here?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so true. Back when it was Crackberry, it did rule for a little while. But oh, then, yeah. I loved my Blackberry. And I was <laughs> mad when I had to switch over. I was mad, but like, look who won. The simplicity yeah. won. Yeah, yeah. Right. Man, Beautiful thing, so man. 
Yeah. So, so you're expanding, you're doing good in Scottsdale. You got the Houston up. How many are you managing in Houston? I mean, not managing them, um, uh, servicing. So we in Scottsdale, so in Scottsdale, we service about 260 or so homes Ooh. here in Scottsdale. And, uh, yeah, we, 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 we've done 10,000 turns in the last year and a half. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of volume with, and within that. So we feel like we have a, a, a good idea of what the guests need, what the clients need. There's, there, there's now some, some real, it's not, it's not hyperbole. It's not like, you know, theory anymore. It's definitely reality. We just started in Houston just a couple of weeks ago. And that was with, like I mentioned, a multifamily operator who was converting their units. So they converted three of their units to be short-term rentals. They're right next to the Houston medical facility, next to the Houston Texan stadium, walking mm. distance, all of it. And they have a long-term rental space that they just keep on having people asking them, can we rent something furnished, you know, short-term? And so they decided let's do it. And they reached out to us and so there's three that we did as at pilot. So we're going to, we're going to only do those three for the next probably two or three weeks. And then we're officially taking on. And that's why we're, we just announced it to start to take on clients within that area. Um, but, uh, but initially we're doing these pilots and kind of getting the, getting everything systems going on that sense. Yeah. Great. Yeah. we got a couple high end um, townhouses over there, so we could definitely use you. And I, I will tell you, not, we have the, we have this great client. But we've also found just some rock star professionals that are all in on what we're doing. They saw some of the issues within the industry in terms of the laundry and all the different things that are challenges. And they were looking for justice, just like the clients were looking for a solution. A lot of these professionals are looking for a solution too. They're, they're frustrated with some of the processes that have, that have kind of left them almost looking not, not as good as they could look because there's some some inherent issues with the way that they're you know having to deal with it what if they go into a house and it doesn't have the supplies that they need what if they what if the laundry machine is broke you know like there's so many things that they get frustrated and so therefore we we found some great people in houston we should talk man we definitely offline offline we're going to talk about about houston oh yeah. yeah oh yeah big time yeah yeah man great episode micah what do you think it was a great one, man. Uh, I'm like up here texting my friend, man. You got to listen to this episode 194. I'm like, man, because you blow my mind with the whole property solutions. I love that. So, yeah, man, good luck to you, man. I think you guys are really going to grow and kick some ass. Well, I sure appreciate it. I've uh, I've enjoyed listening to you guys uh, previously, too. And and, and you guys are, are giving a good voice to this industry. And I, you know, I, I believe in short term rentals. I think that it is something that is an industry that needs to it needs to find its place within within its and it's kind of that in that adolescent phase where it's, there's no question it's 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 evolving and growing. And I think that professional servicing has a big part to play within that. And that's that's the role that I hope to fill within it. But I I appreciate the messaging that you guys are doing within the industry and uh, and and just talking through some of the challenges. It's it's it sometimes it is tough, you know, but it is a matter of like having having conversations and voices within the industry is a definite good thing so i'm glad to come on you, you, you know you, yeah la, la, la. i can't even speak <laughs> <laughs> you bring up you bring up a good point because it, it is in the adolescent stage and it did make a lot of mistakes you know as a baby and so um so that's what brought on a lot of the um of the cities you know cracking down and banning airbnb and stuff like that but i think we're at a turning point you know that's kind of quieted down 
And I think cities are looking at, well, this thing, it's kind of like Uber. They tried to ban Uber at first, but then it, it's too big to ban kind of thing. And so many people were using it. And I think it's, it's starting to turn. I, st- I, I, see, I see the light a little bit. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to start. Um, cities might be kind of partnering in a way, be like, man, let's just get a chunk of this money too. Why ban it? We can get, we can get, we can get a lot of money from these Airbnbs. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm less scared. I'm less fearful to go, you know, really big into the short-term industry. I was, you know, when they started shutting cities around here down, but now it's, um, I think they're going to be more just smart regulations coming, just not, not just total bans. And I think that's a great point. It is okay to say that, that any good industry should have some sort of regulation that helps the best operators. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this whole, it needs to be completely open and free or completely shut down that is that is extremes and we know that extremes on any end are not generally good for the overall world and so let's find the common ground and there's there are there are solutions to be had within that and and i think the more that the more that management companies and the more that 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 hosts and even guests start to say hey let's let's talk to people that may be very different from us let's talk to the neighbor who's struggling with the fact that there's a hotel next to their house like i i want to have that conversation because because i feel for those people like there's a there's a true element of this that we've got to make sure we're good for our communities and there are wins to be had there's no question there's wins to be had but it does have to do with everybody saying let's just not swing to extremes i love it i love it so where can folks find you jonathan wicks well, I, our company is wellandgood.pro online. So if you type in www.wellandgood.pro, also on Instagram, we are at wellandgood.pro. So we like to think of ourselves as professionals. I've talked about that a few times. So we want to .pro on everything that we do. And so that's our website, wellandgood.pro, as well as our Instagram handle. Those are the best ways to find us. Cool. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. It's been an eye-opening experience for us. Loved it. Thanks for having us, guys. That was that was a great time. Enjoyed enjoyed meeting you guys officially, and uh, appreciate all that you do. Yeah, well, you're you're welcome back, especially when you come to Dallas. Yes. <laughs> Following you guys now. Yeah. Thank Love you for coming on. All right. Take care. Love it. Appreciate it. That was a really good episode, man. That had me thinking. Like, if you have a management company, if you could pass that portion portion off. That takes a whole shitload off your plate. And then you just go to one company if something messes up, hunting down cleaners and all that. Man, that would be I hope he does expand to Dallas. That'll be a man. That's that's a good one. Expand smartly too. You know, here's here's one thing I noticed. He did say he found what his um what his demographic is, right? What his his target is. It's just single family homes, right? And he's not dealing with the part shitty apartments like, you know, some of us hosts have been dealing with and he's not <laughs> condos, apartments, stuff like that. He's he likes the single family home. That's who he's going to service. That's who he builds his whole business to, to service. And he's having great success doing that. And, and that, that just goes with everything in business. Right. And, and in life, too. But I've been, you know, thinking about that a lot. What what do you want? your um, invest investing life to be you know what are you gonna you find out what you're gonna look for you know and then just do that one thing why do so many different things and get all crazy just just focus on that one thing and, and do the hell out of it yeah i agree man uh i don't know if you remember the episode with rachel Gaines, bro you weren't able to get on she said something she said stick to your brand the moment you stick to your brand that's when stuff goes wrong stick to mm. your so always find your brand and stick to it, man. I'm happy you said that because 
that is one thing that I'm starting to, I, I've, I've always said now, houses are my bread and butter. Apartments, it's way too many logistics. <laughs> House guy. I like doing the houses, man. <laughs> got to make sure they have a parking pass. You got to make sure they have this. Mm. You can set up systems for all that, but I'm like, those systems aren't needed on a house. You just go to the house. Everything's there. So yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, man. So where can people find us, Micah? You find us, liveletthrive.com. Email us. Our emails are below. We got uh, liveletthrive at gmail.com. Steve's personal email. Ch- oh, I'll let you say your personal. <laughs> are you? Oh, ch- <laughs> you, you get our, our, our just rentals at gmail.com. Um, I was going to say one thing. Uh, we Like I said, I, I was just Google. I Googled, you know, Airbnb podcast, whatever, best Airbnb podcast. And I found out, uh, uh, like, the first one that popped up, I clicked on it. And we were number six. And it's cool. Out of, like, 20 or 25, I had on the list. I don't know. And and then it was cool to see us there. And actually, someone wrote about us. But I was like, really, number six? And the ones before us, I didn't even heard about. I, I mean, I know. Okay. I give my props. I give my props to Jasper. Uh, he's number, you know, he's number one to me. And in my eyes, he's, yeah, he's still number one. That's great. He's our buddy. And, um. But for us to be number six, man, and I want our, our listeners, fans out there, I don't know how, you, how, how can y'all bring us up, man? Can y'all, can y'all go out there and do a little thing and put some stuff on the net and, and give us, you know, follows and likes? I don't know how this, this S, what is it, SEO bullshit works. Anyways, yeah, hashtag uh, make live let thrive number one. I don't know. Someone hashtag that. <laughs> I think that, but I think that's, but our brand, man, that's our brand. Our brand is uh, straightforward, no bullshit. So, <laughs> when I like it that way, they listen to LLT. You know, it's our brand. You know, I don't know, I don't know though. Joe Rogan says, well, he's getting canceled, so I don't know. Um, no, you can't cancel Joe. You can't cancel no, Joe. Joe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I don't know what you know, but I, I was like, cool, number six. I ain't tripping, man. I know what we put out, and I love it. So. No, it's 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 an honor to be at least that high. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Someone wrote about wrote about us. That's pretty neat. Anyways, thank you all for being fans, listeners, and spreading the word and making us number one in the world. Yeah, yeah. Shout out blog feed for uh, putting us at number six. But yeah, there you go. It was good. But yeah, thank y'all for continuing to listen to us. And uh, we almost at two hundred. As soon we'll have a thousand. We'll be at a thousand. Y'all be like, dang, they still kicking. So. Yeah, thank y'all for continuing to listen to us. Peace. We are out. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.